0: Welcome to Mohani Loves Podcast. This is my first podcast for 2022. I have Bridget Kavanaugh and she is the...
1: I am the host of Beyond Buds, a podcast where I speak to people from all over the cannabis industry about their work, what they do and what they wish the average cannabis enjoyer would know. That's and right. um, yeah and then by day I am a cannabis marketer. I write all sorts of things about cannabis, educational materials, I make training materials, um, you know emails, oh. all that stuff and uh, sometimes I freelance for the LA
0: Weekly, so you might have
1: seen me there. Wow, Brent. Uh,
0: so you know this is going to be an interesting interview because yes, I will admit, I used the smoke weed. Oh, oh no. Cannabis. We'll call it cannabis. All right. All right. We just We talked about that. You can school. call it
1: whatever you want. My great aunt, uh, she is ninety years old. She calls uh she calls what we call pre roll, she calls them doobies and I think that's just the cutest thing in the world.
0: <laughs> you know, it's so funny because I remember uh when they were talking doobies used to be a hairstyle. I mean the girls say, I'm gonna wrap my hair in the really? doobie. I didn't and- know that. Yeah, and this is where I found out uh about that. That that's what the other you know name was it was used for so, oh, so funny okay Brett, so did you choose this business because you use the product or why did you choose this particular business
1: to get into? yeah that's a great question so uh growing up in southern california i've always kind of been around um well back in the day we didn't call it the cannabis industry but i've always been around a lot of growers a lot of people who are super interested in this plant. And I think it's so fascinating. California is the fruit basket of the world. And, you know, we do like fruits and nuts, like we kill it. But something about weed, like, i'm sorry, something about cannabis. I should be a little more well, special. Let's call, about it can- let's
0: call it weed, girl.
1: Uh something about cannabis or weed, whatever, uh, we just have managed to perfect. I don't know what it is. And I think it's fascinating. Wow. Uh, this is a plant that can do so many things. Uh, I'm crazy about it. And it's all over here. And, um, you know,
0: the fact that it's legal is just so incredible. You know, um, this, this is something that I, I read that they were saying that the fact that they legalized it gave the option to younger people to start smoking it unfortunately I think younger people been smoking it yeah I would actually
1: I would agree with with you um I, I would say it's actually the opposite We're legalizing legalizing marijuana uh actually makes it harder for for kids to get their hands on I believe when I was growing up uh this stuff was not exactly legal and as a child it was really a breeze to get this stuff and then the other you know side of that is uh because dealers drug dealers they're Mm -hmm. not going to card you they don't care how old you are if you're 12 they will sell you marijuana but a dispensary they can't do that and um and so i think you know have you seen 12 lately though 12 looks like 16 (laughs) <laughs> uh, not on a driver's license and I know, all these dispensaries <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah these kids are getting uh, they're so good at makeup it's it's nuts
0: mm-hmm. oh my well, gosh but, these young do, girls
1: they're incredible at it
0: do you test any of your products
1: yes so um i work for a legal cannabis company all legal licensed cannabis companies, um, at least in California, and I'm going to say um, probably everywhere but at least in California, are required to get a third-party laboratory to test the marijuana products that we sell before sale and we, we test for multiple things. We test for, or not us, but the third-party wow. laboratories, they test for uh, heavy metal content, They'll test for unsafe additives. And then they also test to make sure that the amount of THC, CBD, and other cannabinoids listed on the package is accurate. Um, if a product... <clears throat> so, for vaporizers, um, you know, you'll see some vaporizer products. They say it's 97% THC. Mm. And it has to be pretty darn close to that number <laughs> or uh, it's not legal to sell. You cannot sell things in California with a, a wildly incorrect THC percentage.
0: So how they test it is in a lab. Like they're not sitting there smoking it. They test, so guys, you know, I just have to ask that question. You know, because yeah. you see a whole bunch of people sitting in the room rolling up and smoking. <laughs> you know, I it. It's testing to the lab, guys, with these brown glass, you know, bottles, and they test the little droplets to put this here right, and if it turns that color,
1: it's one of the Yeah, I think back in the day, uh, sitting around smoking, it was maybe the preferred testing method, but now, um, now things have changed quite a bit. So you'll have uh, scientists, chemists, um, they'll work for, you know, different, cannabis testing companies uh down here in southern california canalysis is a big one i actually spoke to andrew fam on my podcast he is the lab director at epic labs they do that work and he like like I, i felt like i knew a lot but like he told me stuff i'd never heard of before um i learned so much about the cannabis testing process
0: wow and that was good for you to add on to what you do Yeah,
1: um, yes, absolutely. I have done a little testing myself. We have a, um, we we do have testing machines where I work um, because we do manufacture product and we test it in-house at several stages to make sure that the production is on track. Uh, Mm. That does not count towards our requirements. It's just something we do for quality control. So I've used our testing machines before to see um, what our flower is testing at. And that's super fun.
0: Wow. So, can anyone purchase your product online? Do they need to be carded? And when I mean when I say carded, I mean do they have to go to a doctor to get the the you know the, the go ahead to get them a medical marijuana um, card?
1: Yeah. So actually, in California, things are are different now. Um, back when I started purchasing, uh, back when I started purchasing, we, you did need to go to a doctor. Um, to get your cannabis prescription, uh, and that was not hard. Uh, basically, you just went to uh, some sketchy clinic, um, and it was a great <laughs> revenue. <start. laughs> uh, there were also a lot. <laughs> there were also a lot of community clinics that do really good work and were able to offer low-cost services to people because they had this massive revenue driver of. Uh, you know, giving cannabis prescriptions for cash, but also there were a lot of sketchy clinics uh, that wow. only did cannabis prescriptions for cash. So you go, you say, "Oh, I have insomnia," and they say, <laughs> "Okay, here's your prescription, forty dollars, please. Come back in a year to get that reup." Oh, oh,
0: my back hurts. Alright, <laughs> like, my back hurts. I have you know? glaucoma. No, I don't yeah. have any proof. I just have it. <laughs> I have a whole list of things that um, I could come up with. <laughs> well, yeah. Is a dispensary an expensive business to start? It seems as if it's something that's expensive. Is
1: it? Well, oh, actually, sorry. I want to go back to the, the other question because <laughs> um, before we move on, because okay. um, so that's how it used to be back in the day. Now, uh, California has legalized recreational cannabis. I want to say back in 2016, we did that. <sighs> and so if you are 21 years old or older, You can go into a dispensary, Um, they will check your ID to make sure you're of age and you can purchase cannabis. If you want to order online, uh, you can get it delivered to your house as well and they will card you um, when you pick up the product.
0: But you have to be in LA, in your area. They, They don't deliver out of state.
1: Um, so it, so there's always a dispensary in your area that will deliver. The thing is, because it's federally illegal and because of policies, because of the policies of most delivery carriers, um, you can't just send it through the mail. So you do have to distribute it yourself. Um, ah. There are lots of cannabis companies uh, that flout those rules. I don't work for one of the companies that flouts <laughs> those rules. We only deliver in our area uh, and we have our own delivery fleet. Um, and how but-
0: much can you get of recreational? Like how much they gave you? What's the math?
1: Yeah, it's actually pretty crazy. So you can buy, um, I want to say it's up to an ounce of flour per day. Um, and you could go every day if you wanted. Or this is nuts. Um, in California, they uh, they were like, okay, like we need to decide what the limit is on how many edibles or how much concentrate people can buy in a day. So they decided that they were going to handle that by saying like, You know, one ounce of cannabis flour equals, I want to say they made it like equals like eight grams of concentrate. Yeah, so you can buy. Eight, I, I want to say eight grams of concentrate in a day, which is insane. Anyone who uh, who uses dabs and listens to this podcast will be astounded, I think. But it gets even better. So <laughs> the way they calculate uh, how much product you can buy for, like like other non non-flower products, you know, like edibles, lotion, whatever, um, they calculate it by the amount of concentrate within the product so if you want to
0: (laughs) you could buy
1: 800 servings of edibles per day totally legally
0: and then okay so but it's illegal to go get it and sell it on your own correct
1: um it is not well so it it's it's uh like Technically, it's not legal, but it's not right. legal in the same way that street vending is is not legal, um, right. like right. unlicensed right. street vending. Um, right. So, like, you could do it. Um, no one's going to come after you. I can pretty much guarantee, but I don't recommend you do it. And um, definitely don't do it at large events because that's, that's how you'll right. get.
0: That's not how you'll busy. face You didn't hear that business idea on my podcast. I was just asking the question.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't recommend anyone do anything illegal. Uh, Technically, that's illegal, but it's it's illegal. Like, it's barely more illegal than like jaywalking. I I probably um, do not give it to children. That is that is a a real bad idea. Um, But other adults, (laughs) yeah. um, I mean, I think people can use some some common sense. There, um, you know, like, don't, don't, um, like, uh, the other thing is, like, at this point, it's, I don't even know if it's worth selling marijuana illegally because, oh, because there are, you get it, yeah. You and the dispensaries is. have so many sales and deals all the time, wow.
0: I can't imagine you
1: can make much of a profit selling illegally, but you know, who knows, right? So,
0: so the other question was, is a dispensary an expensive business to start?
1: yes um, so expensive but uh, the exact number depends on the city Um, I have an interview coming out soon with Maha Hook and she is a woman who works with different cannabis companies on their application process and she explained that the, the cost does really vary uh, by city, as well as the administrative load, it's significantly more complicated to apply for your your licensing in certain cities over others. Uh, there may be zoning requirements that you have to adhere to, which can get expensive. Um, you'll pay a lot in lawyers'
0: fees. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it would be good to get a whole bunch of investors if you wanted to do something like that,
1: right? Yeah, or be like very independently wealthy. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, yeah. Let me add that. You know, anyone
1: listening us, very
0: independently wealthy. You yeah. Know,
1: like <laughs> yeah. Well, I know there are some uh, equity programs. Um, I want to say the city of Oakland had some that helped out some like lower income entrepreneurs who wanted to try their luck in cannabis really? started. Yes. Uh huh. Ah. If, you, if you look for it, there are some programs. Not enough. Um, I hope that
0: changes. But there are Interesting. some. Interesting. So how do you blend the
1: product to make the different kinds? Yeah, so so that that can actually, um, that is a good question. It's a big question.
0: Um,
1: uh-huh. So um, I guess I'll start with, with edibles. I think that's a good one to cover. So back in the day, I think everyone probably has had, you know, the one brownies. of those classic, <laughs> yeah, the classic weed brownie with the, you know, where it's just got plant material in it and it's got a really weird texture and, um we've all had one of those right and now things work a little differently where you'll actually take the cannabis concentrate so you'll take your cannabis flower you'll distill it into basically you'll get like that essential oil and that's what you'll use for your brownies so the taste is way better (laughs) how did
0: you get that oil Bridget yes (laughs)
1: yeah so um i i can tell you about uh the i can tell you about the people's process it's the only one i'm really familiar with so we have uh we have a manufacturing facility and we basically take the plants we grow and we uh get them off the field we let them dry a little bit in the sun they don't need to be like perfectly dry um the exact percentage of, of moisture is really important for jarred flour, but for oh. concentrate, you can kind of correct for that later. So we take all that, like, dry-ish flour, uh, mm-hmm. put it through our super fancy machine that I, I don't totally understand much about. <laughs> <laughs> does it grind
0: um, it
1: up? It does. It grinds it up. So at
0: we will put it in a blender.
1: Go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, oh, if you're looking for an at-home method... Um, uh what is it called rick simpson oil is the best at home method that i'm aware of and he has literally posted his recipe on this wow. website he owns called phoenix tears okay uh, let me see if i can find the url um to
0: simpson on here. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: <laughs> yeah um the the uh industrial process for making cannabis concentrate is really different from the Rick Simpson method but if you're doing it at home the Rick Simpson method is, is great so his recipe is at phoenixtears.ca slash producing dash the
0: oil okay guys you got that
1: <laughs> nice yeah it's super detailed you could do it at home with the stuff and- you've got
0: And he gives all the
1: instructions there. Yeah. Um, And he he really revolutionized the... uh, He really revolutionized, I think, consumer tastes in in cannabis because before the Rick Simpson method, before he published that for free for anyone to use, um, I don't think many people were were thinking about concentrates. Oh, okay.
0: So everybody, when you hear about uh, the cannabis business how lucrative it is. Can you become a millionaire overnight when owning a dispensary? And being an owner, I'm almost sure, but you know the term overnight means, is it fast? Kickback, that high, like fast money?
1: that's a good that's a good question so cannabis certainly makes a lot of money but it also costs a lot of money to operate For a best, cannabis right business yeah okay. like one one major thing is you can't uh because it's federal federally illegal you cannot deduct uh your taxes so you end up having to pay <laughs> uh basically double um
0: uh, yeah, yeah operating Oh, sorry. What's that? No, I've always been curious about that process because, you know, (laughs) when when something like that take the world by storm, what I mean by that is they're making it legal. Everybody's excited about it. You try to think about, hey, that'd be a good business I could, you know, go into. But, you know, having you here, it would kind of wake up people, you know, their minds and say, okay, that's not for me or that's for me. You know giving them the information they may be better off just being over 21 going to pick up how many again <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um yeah you know it's um i'd say people make a lot of a lot of people make a lot of money in cannabis but it's really hard and something that a lot of people getting into this don't realize is how important relationships are this is a really small industry and um like your reputation and your relationships with other people and it matter a lot uh even the california industry which you know obviously is is much larger than than most other states like that's still the case um so when people you know there are some people who you know they made a lot of money on a previous venture they look at the weed industry they get dollar signs in their eyes they jump right in and they think they're going to be really successful and um, they're incorrect. It's a lot harder work than people think. But if that's what you're into, like if you know what you're doing, if you're ready to work hard, like if you are a relationships person, like I, I think I think it's possible to make a lot of money. And there's a lot of new industries popping up in new states um, with a lot of exciting opportunities where it's probably easier to do that too. Wow. So
0: when, so when um, these dispensaries open, right? They have to hire a staff. I'm talking about the upfront person that, local mm-hmm. know, I don't know if you have a host in there that, hello, welcome to Mohani loves Dispensary <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, the person that takes them to, you know, ask them what they need. Are those people um tested for drugs? Like, do they have to take a drug test? And I know that sounds so strange because working for a cannabis company, why should you have to take a, a drug test? I'm just curious. Do, is that one of the qualifications?
1: Yeah, it's a fair question. Um, I, I did not take a drug test to get my job. As far as I'm aware, um, nobody that I work with has ever taken a drug test to get my job. Um, one of our our bosses once made a joke that we should drug test people, and if they're clean, then they fail. <laughs> not a serious comment, but <laughs> uh, no, no, it's, <laughs> we would not have uh, we would not have any staff if we uh, did not allow people
0: to. Um, and this marijuana. is a strange question that came to mind because when you think about it, it's like I mean, if you have people who test positive for marijuana, they may steal from you to get their marijuana. Or wait, over twenty-one, they can get their own, right? What are the yeah. perks? What are their perks working for the dispensary? That's a good perk.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We we get a we get a, actually a really good employee discount. <laughs> so Really yeah i think in any business you're gonna have shrinkage um so you know it's um you know if we worked at a restaurant um you know i think it's the same thing um the thing is cannabis is is pretty controlled um and you do have to track it at every point so i do think we have less shrinkage than other businesses we also have cameras everywhere
0: um Yeah. yeah
1: we really do have to it is uh for safety reasons it's Incredibly important to have cameras everywhere, so it's not just like to surveil employees. Um, it has unfortunately come in (laughs) handy before, but it's not like anyone's watching the cameras, uh, spying on the employees. Um, it's (laughs) when the business was first built, uh, it was still a time period where, uh, well, I don't, some people who are listening may have heard this story, maybe you have too. Um, So this store is located in Santa Ana, and there was an incident in Santa Ana um, a couple of years ago where um, Santa Ana police went into a cannabis dispensary, um, and they smashed all the cameras, they thought, and they pulled guns on all the customers and staff who were in the store and they stole and ate a bunch of edibles and they started threatening violence against people so um, yeah there are definitely safety reasons to have a lot of cameras up in a dispensary Um, that doesn't happen anymore but I think it's it's smart to, to, to be careful anyway well I'm
0: sure after that <laughs> it's not gonna happen, especially when they make a mistake. That they wasn't supposed to make that mistake and miss any of the cameras. It yeah. Wasn't well out. <laughs> wow. Yeah.
1: I mean, luckily they they missed a camera, and luckily that camera had audio recording. And if anyone's curious, um, the the oh. video is pretty wild. So yeah, check that
0: out. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Yeah. So I have my last and final <laughs> question.
1: All right. So
0: let's say, right, I open up Mahani Loves. This Mahani Loves, that's what we we'll it. And it's a beautiful lounge with a baby grand piano in the middle of the floor. Piano this beautiful music. And, but it's a dispensary though. Mm-hmm. Can your dispensary be anything you want it to be? Where people are able to relax if they want to smoke. Can you do that? And does the state matter? Like, it has to be in a certain
1: place. So that is such a good question, um, and it—the answer depends on what city you're in. So, in the city of Palm Springs, uh, mm-hmm. they do allow uh, licenses for cannabis dispensaries uh, with on-site consumption. There is a dispensary called Lighthouse. Excuse me. There's a dispensary called Lighthouse in downtown Palm Springs um, where they have a lounge area. Uh, you can drink your coffee there and oh. you can smoke your product there, I believe. Or at least you can take your edibles there. There's also a cannabis cafe in Los Angeles. The licensing is a little different. The city of Los Angeles um, does not allow restaurants to like cook you can't like cook cannabis food but it's a normal restaurant and people can bring their own cannabis products or they can buy them from the attached dispensary and they can consume them on site um in santa Ana, there are no consumption spaces allowed
0: though wow i wonder why like because i'm sure if someone can open up a cannabis restaurant where like your collard greens have cannabis your fried chicken you throw it in the you know, look, look, I'm taking it there, the fried chicken, the mac and cheese. Yum. Can you imagine that? Yeah, that's, that's, I that mean. Crazy, but <laughs> I just wonder why, like, why not be able to cook with it if you can't? I know? know,
1: its it seems like a missed opportunity. There are cannabis chefs in the area who will come do that for, like, private parties, but it's that not allowed cool for hall. any businesses here. Oh, That's cool. Mm-hmm. But That's maybe in your cool. state, you should lobby your uh, representatives. Be like, "Hey, oh, yeah. I want to open Mahani Loves. I want people to enjoy it. I want people to smoke on site. It's all good. Like, hey, we have bars. Why can't we have this?
0: You ready? And then I have to add a couple of millionaires out there that may be watching that want to open up this for me. <laughs> you open it <laughs> and then put all the money into it. I'll throw the idea out there. We'll just all make a little bit of money. That works.
1: Thank that sounds great. Me. If I had a million dollars, Mohani.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah, but you know we would rock because you have all the information. See, you're, you're needed. So see, even <laughs> when I get the opportunity, I'll be like, no, gotta call Bridget. Why so do anything? You have to. All right. Give me the information.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: ready. I'll, ch- <laughs> I'll keep oh, my ringer right? on. <laughs> I said, Thank you. I'm get in touch with you. Tell me about your website, your podcast. Let's make
1: the announcement again. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Oh. So um, if you want to sign up for my newsletter, you can go to B-R-E-T-K-A-V-A-N-A-U-G-H.com. Flash about. <laughs> Sorry, I know it's such a long URL. I, I'm stuck with the name I've got. <laughs> and you can sign up for my newsletter there. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter at Canabrett. That's C-A-N-N-A-B-R-E-T. Um, and if you want to learn more about cannabis, you can check out the podcast that I host and produce. It is called Beyond Buds. Uh, and it's not just me, it's a bunch of people who know even more than I do about this stuff, and
0: it is awesome. I have to listen to your podcast. I it's so much an fun. know <laughs> <laughs> it is. And you can also um, reach her through mohoneylove.com. That's my website. And that's where this interview will be uploaded on YouTube. Like, share, and follow. That's not supposed to say like, share, subscribe. Whatever.
1: Do it. You better do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bridget. <laughs> Thank you, thank you Mohani. <laughs> and thank you for so your much. day, love. You too. So great to meet you. <laughs> um, and good luck with Mohani Love's Dispensary.
0: Thank you. Yeah. You, you know, answer to your phone, and I will be going. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Bye. Bye.